Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to The Nightcap. Myself and Paul are upstairs at Salt having a coffee on a very wet uh, mid-July, which has become the normal summer this year. Is it? Yeah, it was, it was nothing like last July, was no. it? Last July oh, we yeah. had that 40 degree Ridiculous. day. Ridiculous. Oh yeah, I remember. For a big 30 mile bike ride on that day. Oh mate, I don't know how you, I remember me and Hayley were talking about that the other day because we were just working at home and we set up a little like kids paddling pool in our garden <laughs> and we just sat in it. Oh. Just bit, and it was ice cold, but it was, like, it was surreal. It didn't Monday, feel Tuesday, real. Weren't it? Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely mental. God, couldn't be further from it now. But nope. Nope. Everyone was whinging about it in the office this morning and I was just like, no, nah, I love it. Absolutely yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, take that hot day. I'll take this all, all day long. I'm what, set. rain? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, oh, no. No, I'm more than happy with this. Ah, it's right. I mean, I don't mind it because I'm used to it, but I'd much prefer the hot days. Really? Yeah. Even in the, like a busy service and a busy, like... Well, no, not really. <laughs> but but just, no, when I'm off, I'm talking about... Talking about yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like when you're off or on holiday, it's great. But in the middle of like working week... Shit to do. Yeah, you're right. Going to bed. I just know. I just yeah, leave, I know it. leave it at the door. I'm yeah. fine. Fair enough. <laughs> Holidays only. Anyway, uh, we've got loads to cover today. Uh, got top fives as always. Got a bit of correspondence. We're going to talk about um, the pasta festival that Paul went to. But first, we're going to kick things off with not food but drink because you were a whiskey tasting, I believe. I did, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of a mm. off the cuff one because yeah. um, I was down in London, what, Thursday and Friday. Um, Last week, and I went to this whiskey tasting at night. The bar I'd heard of called Silverleaf. It's part of Pan Pacific Hotel, not oh, far okay. from like Liverpool Street. Um, it was fucking ace. Really? And, yeah, I know you'd appreciate it as well. Yeah. But um, I mean, any, any jazz? Few... Any jazz in the background? There was no jazz, <laughs> oh, unfortunately. Okay. No, just in my head. Just. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's only what. I think I told you, you know, only a few years ago, I got into whiskey. Mm, yeah. Um, like just before, just hated it, and I think it was. I loved, started loving the smell and then the smell of a bourbon, that caramelly smell. And mm. then I was like, probably five years ago, started loving old fashions, whiskey sours. And, yeah. that, and now I'm just, yeah, just give me it in a glass. I, I guess it is a later in life thing to acclimatise to. You can't, it'd be weird if at 20 you were just straight on the whiskies and loved it. That doesn't fit, does it? It's a no. later in life, like you've just turned 40. It's like a perfect yeah, it is, yeah. coming of age thing to do. I, I, re- I remember years ago, family bought me because I lo- love gin, I still like gin, but um, he just bought me some whiskey at Christmas. It was back, 
eight, ten years ago. And I was like, fuck is this? Do, do <laughs> you not know me? And now my mum messaged me yesterday and she's like, oh, what do you want for your birthday? And then I sent her a link to this uh, 15-year-old Tullabardine <laughs> whiskey that I love. I was yeah. like, oh, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Amazing how quickly things turn. The tables have turned. Yeah. But yeah, we went to this bar, Silverleaf, cool bar. Um, and then we went, and then they've got a little back room. It's a bit like this room, but the table's curved. So it's 12 people. Yeah. And there was like five, six of us in there. And then there was this guy um, who ran the bar. And he, his knowledge of whiskey was fucking ridiculous. Like mid to late 20s. And it is his bar that he had opened up with the hotel. And he's mm-hmm. opened up a new one in Soho soon. Um, but yeah, he's like just intricate detailed knowledge of the whiskies was mental and they've got such a huge list as well yeah, yeah. and we went through five different ones like taste some amazing whiskies um, and actually tried a peated one that i really loved Ooh, as well interesting yeah which i've never really I've never really got that sort of medicinal tpc kind of kind of thing yeah and i get a bit more smokiness from peaty whiskey yeah, a bit as well, more smoky it? but yeah that that is that kind of tcp yeah thing you've got to get past it's like my, I, my dad loves whiskey, but he really hates peaty whiskey. And it seems to be a bit of a Marmite thing in I whiskey. I think so. And I think I've had some bad ones as well, not understanding peated whiskies. But this one, it was called, it was called The Week of Peat. This one, here, I've got a photo for you. Mm. And it was, we had it at the end, obviously, the tasting. And it was amazing. And yeah. even the people in there were like, wow, well, I don't normally like peated. And they loved this. Amazing. It went on for about an hour and a half. Then I was chatting to the guy and like I said, I was a chef and what I love, because my whiskey knowledge is small, but I want to learn more about it. Yeah. We've started selling here Tamdu whiskey, which great stuff. And we do the 12 year, the 15 year and the 18 year. And my favorite is the 15. It mm-hmm. just stands out. Yeah. And he was saying this whole thing about, oh, you know, age doesn't mean better. Generally speaking, age means more expensive because obviously it's been kept for longer. Sure. Um, and, and I said about the Tamdu, and we both said exactly the same, because I said we saw the 12, 15, 18. Both said exactly the same time, 15 is superior. Mm. It did, it That's sort funny. of validated me a bit. Like, That's nice. Yeah, yeah it was satisfying. Nice. But is it, it's not, because like with wine, the, the year, it doesn't, again, it's not necessarily about age. Generally, it might mean age means more expensive. But yeah. it's also to do with the weather of that year. The weather of that year. Is it the some, same with whiskey? Some, some, some you have to drink early, some... Yeah, peak at certain times. Whiskies, well, there's so many different nuances that go into it. Yeah, you know, yeah. With your, the way it's made, if it's blended, if it's single malt, what barrel it's been in, yeah. how long it's been in the barrel. You know, there's so many different things. That's crazy. What yeah. the, the, If you've ever done like those, you know, whiskey tours or uh, even brewery tours, mm. um, in this country especially, you, you what baffles me is you go there and then they talk you through the process, which is scientific but also complex and and nuanced with loads of different mm. and then they'll say you know and this recipe is 400 years old and i'm like yeah. how 400 years how did someone think right i'm going to get this grain now and i'm going to do this to it followed by this to it to this to it and then create yeah how and I understand what's going on yeah i i it's baffling to me like mm. with no yeah who was guiding that pro- and how, and how did, did they, they stumble think? on it like when you look at whiskey how were they thinking that far ahead to find yeah a result? we need to find a uh because <laughs> you look at like wheat and you obviously you grind it down and then make bread and things like that mm. who's thinking i'm gonna make a drink out of this yeah do, do you reckon it happens by accident like so some, there's gotta some, be a lot some of... gets left somewhere yeah 
by accident and they like, oh, taste it. Because with, with whiskey, they take the barley and they they um they sort of spray it with water and they, yeah. it's almost like a false spring, isn't it? And they, yeah. they'll shoot and trick it into it. Yeah. Um, something to do with the sugars and things. I can't remember the details, but then then they sort of. Uh, Mm. make the whiskey from there so that yeah there's got to be a lot of accidental processes like yeah. with champagne and stuff like that there's a lot of yeah it's crazy accidents thinking oh and people asking questions like if you like i've always said if you ask a question why has that happened mm. is that good can it be better and yeah people historically just asking questions yeah but it's mental how, yeah. how long all those things go go yeah. back especially whiskey like in scotland and its origins and stuff like it's mental how yeah. long it's been going on for and then you get into a lot of what's big at the moment like your japanese whiskey yeah, ja- yeah, yeah. Uh, i had one from taiwan with uh, this tasting which was just incredible yeah yeah and might be a silly question but i assume you drink it all you don't spit it oh yeah i drank a lot drink it all, yeah. <laughs> was there anyone spitting no no there was no, no, no spitting okay. no but how no. much do you have there were probably sort of roughly 35 to 40 mil shots right okay. so we had five and then at the end we sort of all picked one of our favorites to have again um, Got, yeah. I think I had the uh, one from Taiwan actually. That's nice. Uh, quite quite unique. Yeah, but I got chatting with a guy because when I said about selling the tamdu, he's like, "Where'd you sell it?" I said I'm a chef, blah mm. blah. And then yeah, he took me in the bar afterwards, and me and him just sat for about two hours just drinking cocktails. No and then his his um, one of his cocktail guys, he'd been out pick some meadow sweet, and he's like, "I'll oh, try this one, try this one." And then he was ordering me off of the menu. I was rat Wow, I bet yeah. you were fucking but hell. It was great, and he was like, oh, "I'll sort this." So yeah, I didn't pay. <laughs> it's, I find it so sneaky though when you get drunk off like a whiskey or something because. Obviously, the constant like you have beers, you have like eight, nine pints. Like yeah, you, you grow just, up drinking beers, and, and you, it's you feel full, but you feel, but there's a very true sense of like measure. I can measure. Mm. You're having cocktails. It's you know everything's sweet. You're not having, but the quantity is not that very much. Obviously, it's just the percentages that's so high. It almost sneaks up on you. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like I'm pissed, and I feel like I've. I feel thirsty. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like it's a weird sort yeah. of sensation of getting drunk off, off whiskey. It is not bloated. No, 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 yeah. not at all. It's sort of clear. You trick yourself. It's cleaner and it's good for you. In some way. <laughs> well, stupid. But yeah, no, it was an ace night and it's just given me more of a thirst. It was only a few weeks ago. I was looking into like a whiskey diploma type thing. That really? I just want to go and learn more about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm really in- interested in the world. But, and I was like, oh, I could sign up for this. I was like, no, Paul, finish your book, open your next restaurant, <laughs> fucking do some, get some stuff signed off before you take take on another challenge yeah yeah, yeah. I, I can vouch for that for you <laughs> what's the do you think there's a room in the future for more like obviously wine pairings with food is a traditional thing beer pairings with food less traditional but happens can whiskies and food be commonplace on a tasting menu somewhere or no i think or? i think i think there's room for it as a sort of a new whiskey lover yes but it'd be difficult to integrate again because at volume imagine yeah, oh yeah, true. And uh, yeah. it's not as different as, like there's very different whiskies out there of course but it's not as varied as wine sure. in terms of its types and profiles to go with food and you have more with yeah, it don't point. you? Yeah, good um, point. So I think maybe like one with it's a bit controversial for some people especially sort of older clientele if you had a whiskey with one course maybe mm. Um, it might throw people off a bit because we've done it here with you know we've served a, like a local beer with a certain like yeah. onion and beef course because it, it works and mm. some people are a bit like what are you doing this is a wine flight <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why you call it a drinks pairing not a 
yeah. wine pairing. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, exactly. And then, you know, match expectations. But I think there's room for it. We want to do some stuff up here, actually. And we might do some work with Tamdu, this whiskey company from Speyside that we, we started using. Mm. Um, we're speaking to their rep. We've got a meeting next week about doing some little whiskey events up here. That'd be really cool. Yeah, it's something different. I want to yeah, use this the, room for more of those kind of things. Experience-led stuff, I think, is a, a bigger mm. market now as ever, exactly. than ever. You know, yeah. Can't remember who I was talking to the other day, but um, it's everyone, regardless of generation, being more and more addicted to their phones and viewing the world through the lens of their phones. Yeah, I think like doing doing real things in real time with people and experiences are probably even more important now than they were maybe 10, 15 Definitely. years ago. Which might sound regressive in terms of like technology. Yeah, but in terms of experiences, you just can't beat that social interaction and mm. making a memory out of something. So Absolutely. doing stuff like that is a really good use of this space too. Oh, it is. Yeah, mm. I want to do. I speak to the guys, especially after I went to that week whiskey tasting. I've had the ideas to do things like that before, but when this room's not got a party mm. in, you know, it's very easy to do. We're not having to create food and things. We've got a lovely little unique space here. Yeah, you know, what what can we do with it? Could it just be a yeah. a whiskey tasting, a wine tasting, or a gin tasting, or a spirit tasting, mm. and get suppliers involved, make it interesting? Maybe do a few little dry nibbles and yeah, great and, idea. Yeah, good fun, interesting. It doesn't. You know, I think in this industry, sometimes we're um, narrow, as a restaurant, narrow-minded. Yeah, yeah, you are. You know, we protect our mission star and our standards, obviously. Mm. But we've got this space that we've created up here, and it, it works well for doing dinners. But so, why can't we do other stuff? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, nothing to sort of save here as long as it's good. We'll and you, do it. you make the rules up; it's your exactly. Gaff, so you know, exactly. you can be open-minded and experiment a bit, which is yeah. really exciting. Speaking of experience-led stuff, um, I know you mentioned it on the last podcast, but you went down to a pasta festival with your, with the kids yeah. in London. How was that? It was uh, pretty random, actually, pasta festival. But <laughs> I knew kids would like it. Esme loves any kind of festival. Yeah. Like She's dressed for years like she's going to a festival. So she's going to be a little Blasto yeah. girl, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're on the shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> but just some of the crazy dresses she wears with other things, and it's like you look like you're at a festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And she loves pasta as well. And they both, and I, I'm really trying to get her more into food. Not being a, you know, they have to be like me. Mm. I just, I, like I've said before, there's a, I see a lot of value in it and it's important to know where your food comes from and have some skills. So, so Charlotte, who does, uh, is doing my PR in London. She does the PR for this company, um, Amelia's Pasta, this restaurant. They've got three restaurants now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started this pasta festival last year in Canary Wharf. Got, it's a small restaurant, but they've got all the outside space over the Thames, uh, live music, there's a kids' play area. Wow. Um, kids did a little pasta masterclass, like loads of oh, kids around awesome. the table making pasta. Was that from, from scratch? Like they get given the yolks and the flour, or, yeah. or do they already get a dough and they mould no, it? No, no, they give them it. Wow. So you had a bowl of flour and you had an egg. Wow. Um, the recipe wasn't right at all. Oh, though, sure. But it was just like 100 grams of flour, one egg sort of thing. Yeah. 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 So I was like <laughs> ditching the flour from Ethan. So it's like, <laughs> it's too dry. And I was grabbing some water and like, I was like, come on. It's too dry. <laughs> Classic. Just because he was struggling to knead I'll, do, I'll do the masterclass. I'll do the masterclass. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Take over. Yeah. Well, I was trying not to, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like his pasta was so dry and falling apart. I just wanted to help him yeah, so he sure. could work it. And he was just punching it. <clears throat> nice. Got this yeah. video of him just nailing it. It's like, need, not hey, punch. It's a, they say it's a cathartic process, like kneading bread, kneading pasta dough. It is. Punching it, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's a good part of it, I think. So I did that, made some shapes and things, and they've both made quite a bit of pasta with me. So they're quite good at Esme just 
no one to use the passing machine. She just started rolling it herself. She didn't need any <laughs> really? direction. That's awesome. And the guy went, is, is she done it before? I was like, yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Top of the class. Oh, what, her? Yeah, 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 she's great. Yeah. Nah, she's just a natural, you know, first time. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, was it then, like a well-attended thing? Was there a lot of people? Yeah, 5,000 people signed up. What? Because it. it's free amazing. to sign up on Eventbrite. Yeah. Um, and then you go, you pay for booze and pasta and whatever. Mm. And then, so they had like the kitchen operating normally and then in the little takeaway things, pasta. And they 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 reckon they probably did two to 3,000 there. That's amazing. Ridiculous. Fair but, play to them. You know, I had carbonara. I did a, had a papadelli... Um, uh, Papadelli bolognese with the kids and then I had these little lamb raviolis and they were all very good yeah, yeah. especially considering the amount they were yeah, churning out yeah they're churning out a lot yeah, there, just yeah. give you tokening go wait for it and it took five minutes pasta's a tough one to do on mass for it not is. overcooking things leaving stuff too long you know or but I was watching them and I was speaking to the owner and it kind of made sense they had a good system so they had I think it was like eight dishes mm. and I think people were responsible for one or two and they were just cooking five at a time uh, just regard, they weren't coming on order yeah. cooking five at a time putting them on the hot plate clever and they were, everything was being ordered so then the front of our staff would go one of them one of them one of them gone so Great. it's this consistent machine that's really it, good it was just cool something different yeah, and the kids love loved it like it's innovative but it's like who's not going to enjoy it if they're there exactly like, yeah. I thought even if the kids, you know, Ethan's a bit fuzzy, but he, fussy, but he loved the bolognese. And Esme was trying everything. She's getting yeah. great now. I knew there'd be ice cream there and they'd be happy. Yeah. There's a play area. <laughs> There's live music and this is a good atmosphere. Did you take Ethan bowling? No. <laughs> so that was his number. Can we go bowling? Yeah. Can we go bowling? Can we go cinema? Like, no. It's a pasta festival. Yeah. Oh, but no, Canary Wharf's changed. I've not been there for years. My best mate, who was my best man years ago, he, um, he used to work down there. He was a broker. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of drunken days and nights there. Yeah. And I don't really know if I've been there much sober. So it was kind of a bit <laughs> weird. I never go to Canary Wharf yeah, yeah. unless it used to go and see Cluffy. But it's like, it's like seeing is this ke- changed or yeah. is this me? It's like seeing a kebab house in the day. Like, yeah. I know I've been in there 50 times, <laughs> but I don't really recognize this place in the middle of the day. It's a bit like that. Yeah, that man looks familiar. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's got even bigger and, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but it's, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah, it was good fun. Oh, if it's a regular one, that'd be the sort of thing I'd definitely go to next year. It sounds really, really good. Um, okay, cool. Uh, shall we? Let's do a bit of correspondence. We got a great reaction actually to our um, Chat GBT AI oh, really? menu. Oh, Had a message this. from Gary, and I actually think he has found. And I'm not just saying this; a genuine use for chat gpt fair enough yeah I in, won't be sh- in the industry okay i won't be uh shutting it down i don't think you will i think okay. you i don't th- i think this is pretty good yeah so hi simon enjoyed hearing you and paul's take on chat gpt and hospitality well i'm not a fan of it either i think i found a genuine use for it that may fall under the umbrella of a cooking hack i'm interested this works i'm telling you okay. i'm telling you this works I've started to use it to convert recipes that are written in American imperial measurements. That's fucking crazy. To convert it all immediately. Because that pisses me off. So you just copy the whole menu, the whole list of ingredients, whack it into chat GPT and say, can you convert this into millimetres and grams? Yeah. Bang. Fuck. That's brilliant. Yeah, because it's... That is brilliant. It's so frustrating when... I don't use American recipes, but if I'm looking for something Mm. that I don't know... Yeah. 
And I, then I'll go on. It's a cup of flour. I, I am so... Fig- I, I disregard it completely. I'll, yeah, I do. I'm like, fuck I'm off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's so funny. It's like, this looks perfect, this recipe. And as soon as I see a cup of flour, I'm like, no, nah, gone. Even though... I'll try somewhere else. I've got cup measures here. Yeah, We've yeah. got them because they were handy in the, the school just when you're doing yeah. it. You don't get the scales out. It's the only time they're handy, like, oh, a cup of flour. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'd completely dismiss it. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. Because so like, you can't find a true converter sometimes because a cup of milk is different weight to a cup of eggs. Yeah, good or, point. Or sorry, a cup of flour or a cup of eggs. Which or is different of, to a milligram or a, a milliliter. Yeah, so if you do everything by the kilo, it's consistent. Like I yeah. told you I don't measure liquid, we weigh it yeah. for everything. Yeah, yeah, same. But if... Yeah, cups are so inconsistent. Cups are a nightmare. That, that's is great. It's really good. As soon as I read that, I was like, Gary, nah, bullshit. And then I started reading it. I was like, yeah, that just that's foolproof. And it happens instantly because obviously ChatGPT is so quick. So you don't just have to, you don't, if there's like six things that are in cups, you don't have to Google each one individually. Yeah, yeah. That's it will just do the whole thing. I one. used to go through loads of different converters yeah. and yeah. No way. Gary, oh, Gary. On, Gary. Fair, fair play, Gaz. Yeah. We're on Gaz terms. Um... Yeah, I love that. We also had a new review from, uh, I don't know what their handle is, C11EFD, whatever that means. Thanks for doing it. Great to hear you guys before and in lockdown and out of it. Pure hospitality and all surrounding. It's relaxing, funny and informative. Infectious podcast. You want to tell, uh, I want to tell all my immediate friends in hospitality to go listen. Awesome. Extremely kind. Thank you very, very much. All of the reviews we will always read out um, to stroke our egos. Uh, mainly uh, so thanks very much yeah. uh, should we do some top fives yes let's hear it okay so I'm interested top, top in fives. this this week Paul set me the challenge of doing top five places to eat round here mm. was the, the yeah brief. I think what you had said was you don't have to stay over wasn't it the, yeah. The, yeah yeah the so I've, I've come up with even more rules for myself oh, okay Fair um, enough. but because I think it made it more interesting so these are I've got three rules okay First one isn't really rural, but I'm taking salt off the table. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I... Uh, come on. You've been here loads. Yeah, been, come no. here every week for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm over it. So. Uh, so salt's off the table. So done. Is, is, yeah. So 2018. <laughs> uh, so salt's off the table. Second one. I Now, we obviously, we live in Stratford-Upon-Avon, which is a me- medium-sized town. We're surrounded by lots of villages and the Cotswolds on our doorstep. I've got no cities. No cities? Oh, okay. Because yeah, I thought... Because, like, Birmingham is... is, cl- is it's yeah, sort of within reach. Yeah. It is close enough to come back. But then if I include Birmingham, there's so many great places. But you're spoiled for it would, choice. Yeah, it would dominate your list. It would dominate my list. So I didn't want it. So then my next rule after that, <laughs> last rule, uh, was the whole, yeah, I'd want to go. I, I've gone 45 minutes that, I think from that's my fair. front door. Because like, if I go to Birmingham, it, that's 45 minutes. And I wouldn't don't have to stay just yeah. using Birmingham as an example but you yeah. wouldn't go further nah. without staying would no you? you wouldn't exactly so I'm taking cities off the board so no Cov yeah. no Birmingham <laughs> fucking not that they're anyway. getting in anyway <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah 45 minutes but no no Oxford either no Oxford okay yeah, yeah. so 45 minutes they're my, they're my rules no salt no cities 45 minutes ah, interesting in terms of honourable mentions I'm only going to do one um, but and that is because it's one of those ones where I set my rules and then I fuck myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I started writing my list and I was like, "Hang on!" and I was like, "Oh shit, that's an hour away." <laughs> so honorable mention, the signet of the swan. I thought that'd be in there well, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's an hour. Ah, so right. I fucked it. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Sure, exactly. Yeah, yeah. How far it was. It's an hour. So I fucked it. 
So yeah. that is unfortunately an honourable mention. Would obviously be very high on my list. I thought. So, sorry, yeah. Paul Welburn. <laughs> that is off. So I'm going to go straight into it. Number five. This is the the Homer pick, as they say. Okay. The Bell in Welford on Avon. Yeah, I went there recently. Did you? It was when you were on holiday. Oh no way! I didn't know that. Yeah, I forgot to say. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it Did was, you enjoy it? Yeah, it was just ideal. What I wanted. Yeah. It was. I tell you why I knew you were on holiday because it was the day after day of my football tournament um, which and, I wanted to play in but yeah. I was on holiday yeah. and Marie was like I tried I really to cancel want- holiday but Hayley <laughs> <laughs> was, was like no <laughs> so, she's so selfish I know right <laughs> just let me do something for me for a change <laughs> <laughs> yeah how was it it was good um, yeah just nice it's got that proper pub feel exactly without right. being you know, pubs now mainly have changed to bars and chains and they're a bit modern it's yeah, yeah. without being like you know 600 years old inside it's that pub yeah it's, like, it's a pub it's an authentic pub it's yeah what, what you want a pub to be and the food was good it was tasty did the job yeah. but and, it, well happy. and of course it's not pretending to be you know a hand and flowers or something like a pub that's doing cra- it's not yeah. pretending to be that but it's also not doing you don't want that every day but know? it's not doing shit either it's just it's doing kind of thing good i'd be really food. happy oh. if i was as close as you and that's also the big thing it's like the fact i can walk there yeah it is amazing and they keep their beers amazingly yeah um the menus like just Staff classic nice. fish and chips, beef burgers, you know, just all the classic things. But it's all generally cooked properly from portions. scratch, big portions. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just a perfect, but no, perfect we had, local for us. It was a rad, red hot day, but we both wanted Sunday lunch, and we've been at football all day. Oh, yeah. And I was like, where can we go? And I never think of anywhere. And yeah, Marie suggested it. I was like, oh yeah, nice. Did you sit outside because it was hot? No, it started pissing it down later. Oh, so no, we were inside, no. fortunately. Great garden too. Yeah, at it looks the back. Nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. So it's just um, we we feel very, and also we're lucky because um, even with like immediate family that live nearby in in other villages in Stratford, it's all of their favourite place. Perfect. So it's ideal for us because yeah. they're like, should we meet for the bell? Go on then. Oh. We'll, we'll walk there. Yeah. Meet there. Like, it's, like, it's classic. <laughs> well, we can both have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Bell Welford gets my number five. Uh, number four, this was on the cusp of my 45 minute range. Okay. Back Lane Tavern in Woodstock. Oh, you, right, okay. Have you been there before? No. Where's Woodstock? Woodstock is near Entstone in the Cotswolds. Oh, okay. So it's right on the, it's like north of Oxford. Oh, right, okay. So right on the edge sort yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, beautiful. It's a proper, Back Lane Tavern is what it sounds. It's like you go into Woodstock, which is a beautiful sort of big village, Cotswold stone everywhere. But it is like a back lane. It's like in between uh, houses. And old, it's a old building. Proper it, yeah. old building. But they do really nice, like, it's, you know, ingredient-led English food, simple, but mm. tapas style. Oh, nice. So small plates between like five and 15 quid, depending on what you're ordering. Yeah. But it's all like l- lots of local produce on there. They'll cook things that are in season, but then they'll also play around f- with flavors. They'll do like Korean chicken wings and mm. they'll do. But uh, they, and they, okay. I just love the interaction. Yeah, you know, tapas obviously doesn't have to be limited to just Spanish food anyway. No, like it's just gr- it's not, great yeah. being able to pick at, pick at those things. But you're also in a lovely Cotswoldy pub, and you've got great uh, beers and sounds great. It's really good. I really, really recommend it. I think it's really reasonably priced for what you get too. Yeah. And um, you know, the start and also I think with those sorts of places, I think the staff and the you know the waiters, waitresses, they've got to be able to talk through the menu in a different kind of way when it's like tapas because obviously mm. you're like. 
you know, how many plates you, do you recommend? What, you know, because the, they've got to know the size of them all. And the, exactly. there's a bit more, no, people more, different more knowledge. Appetites but, as well. You've yeah, got to, yeah. yeah, you've got to know it and understand. It's not a simple format of one, yeah. two, three. And, and because it's more interactive experience with your friends, because you're all sort of like, you know, you're, you're carving stuff in half. So you have half, I have half. But it's yeah. also in, more interactive with the staff, I think. Yeah. When it's that style. Um, and I love it. I think yeah. it's a great one. So oh, nice. Backlane Tavern would no. stop. Like small plate type thing gets a bit of stick from some people, but when it's done well, I think it's a great way to eat. It's a very yeah. sociable way to eat with your friends and yeah. stuff. I think it's very English thing to be sceptical about. I think so. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, like small plate sharing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want a prawn cocktail yeah. followed by her. If I'm sharing, it's got to be a big plate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But no, I, I fucking love it. I think I'd highly recommend Backlane Tavern to anyone in Woodstock. Okay, number three, back home. I'm going Japanese cuisine. Yeah, it's Yukikazu just down the road. Ah, yeah, the yeah, new sushi place. I've not been yet. Still, still not still. been yet. Oh, mate, honestly. No, I need to go. It does look good. Yeah, me and Haley when we we went only a couple of months ago, and it just blew us away again. Like the prices just don't justify how good it is. So yeah. authentic mixture of everything you want from a Japanese place. There's some beautiful fresh sushi in there. I had the ramen because ramen is one of my favourite foods ever. Mm. You know, pork belly, mushrooms, all oh. that sort of thing. But it's just. So comforting, and we feel really lucky because we don't get many independents like that in Stratford. It's loads uh, of chains, yes. So it's right. a little independent Japanese place. It's right on our doorstep. They do take out, but yeah. not quite to my house, but around here. Yeah, uh, and it's great. Absolutely love it there. No, I, I need to go. Esme yeah. keeps asking to go every time we drive past it for your next hangover. Perfect for you. Yes, yeah. which will be imminent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, number two. Uh, again, close to home. We've both been there. But again, I think, and I'm sort of judging this a lot on like the quality, the sort of the value for money, but then the, the authenticity of what you get. I'm going yeah. Corte Campania. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's banging. It's, it's yeah. just the best pizza in, Solid pizza in the whole of the town. Not, I mean, not they're not really competing against much, to be fair, but... No, the only other one that's come along is Red Hot Mama's, but Corte Campania is better pizza. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. So it's proper Neapolitan pizza. I like that, you know, you can order it by the slice, which is more unusual just in this country. You know, it goes to New York or wherever, and obviously it's just normal. But yeah. even in London, it's not that common to find places that do no, pizza by the slice. So to yeah. have that in Stratford is mental. Yeah. Um, and they do, you know, it's all fresh. It's all, you know, it's just, and it's quite a small little place, but it's just great. It's authentic. It's, you know, it's proper. Yeah, perfect. Pizza. Stratford needed it. And yeah, they yeah. sell out. And I love the fact that they, they don't have a close time per se. Yeah. If there's, if they use it all, they're, they're close. Um, they're, they're just in Belcourt in the shopping centre in the centre of Stratford. And I was speaking to some of the people that work at Belcourt and they, who are there daily and mm. they say they cannot believe how busy Corte Campania it is. is. It's brilliant. like a little, it's like a secret. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like people it's, absolutely love especially it. Especially as like Balcourt, it's it's full of chains. Mm. Apart from Moore, Nando's Bakery, and All Bar One, and, and all then, that yeah, sort of stuff. all of those places, and then yeah. they've just come in and like and they're smashing it. Yeah, absolutely no, smashing it. So yeah, Corte Campania, recommend that to anyone. Um, number one, again, this is right on the cusp, but it probably won't be a surprise. I don't think. Yeah, you've been there more recently than I have. Oh. Curious now. You got smashed, you said, on this podcast. Said, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's quite common. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a not clue. not narrowed it down. Yes. Uh, yeah, number one. Tell me where I didn't get smashed. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll guess. <laughs> number one, Royal Oak at Watcott. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, I was smashed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It's you were at a tasting night, though. It fair. was a wine tasting, and they were yeah. very generous with the bottles, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Royal Oak at Watcott, I mean... 
it's got a star obviously still a pub so it still feels like a local place yeah you know you can still go in there for a, a drink they've got the dog in there and the fire and, and the pool table. pool table and the dartboard and stuff but then you just got this Michelin star restaurant just hanging yeah. out on the side and it's, and just, it's just but it nice. works and it's and what's alien to me when I was growing up in Coventry I grew up in pubs as you yeah. know there's a thing in Coventry that if a pub had a pool table you avoided it oh really it's, it was a rough pub interesting yeah you don't you don't go into pubs with pool tables and one of our pubs ah. our third pub had a pool table and it brought a crowd wow yeah that's it fascinating a crowd. yeah but no yeah, I didn't so have it's, a... it's kind of alien to me yeah but obviously you're not getting that in what no. no no what coke I was playing pool there pissed <laughs> and I lost to the apprentice and I'm, I'm alright at pool but I was yeah. I was just awful <laughs> fuck's sake but, um, uh, I, yeah. yeah no that cult, that culture even at Ulster where I grew up there was a few places that had pool tables but there wasn't necessarily a culture of like you don't go there yeah so it must have been a city thing maybe it's I don't Coventry know. thing maybe you just don't thing. go to Coventry <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got a pool table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the Royal Local Walk. I mean, yeah. It's good it, shout. It's yeah. ingredient led, isn't it? It's like, it's it's not, it's, uh, it's I guess, oh, traditional is not the right word, but do you know what I mean? It's similar vibe to what you do in a yeah. sense, where it's like, you know, what what's in season goes on the menu and it's just flavour, amazing yeah. flavour, beautiful. I remember we had this beautiful seafood filled pasta when we went that just blew us away and the cheese course was amazing which came with a big wedge of honeycomb and it was just a comforting but sophisticated menu yeah um yeah it's, it's very good and i've got to say so richard is the chef owner and solange his wife front of house mm. and they both own it together they are the nicest people yeah. in the industry like yeah, yeah. bar none they're just such lovely humble people Absolutely. brilliant at what they do passionate Great restaurateurs. Mm. Adam Bateman's daughter works there now, actually. No way. Yeah, so Adam oh, Bateman, who was nice. one of my best mates, is on the pod. Yeah. He's his daughter. She used to work at Mallory Court. Yeah. So she's sort of been inspired into hospitality. Oh, that's really cool. And now she works there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the staff, and you know, it's just, it does, it manages to do the, f the, the sort of familiar cozy local friendly thing yeah. whilst doing sophisticated amazing food at the which same time which is a hard balance to do, to do yeah they're knowledgeable but they're not it's not stuffy it's not obviously white tablecloth-y it's and it's still very in the middle of nowhere in terms of when you look at it oh yeah you know and they get a lot of locals in there and to keep those locals happy who tend to be in villages like very particular about their oh, pub 100%. and to still be able to do their own thing and, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no i think it's like when, I think it's a challenge that. Yeah. When we saw Paul Welburn at the Signet at Swan, mm. obviously he's not been there very long and things are going really well, but um, he wasn't complaining. But when we spent some time with him before we ate there, all he talked about was winning locals over. Yeah. That was his number one mission at the beginning Such was trying key. to, he wanted to do his food, you know, from the Oxford kit. He wanted to bring that, but he was like, how do I come? So he, he had different offers for locals. If you lived in the village, mm. he'd had like a happy hour just for the, it, it wasn't out of like protesting or anything, but he was just so aware that in those smaller communities and you're such a heart of it, the last people you want to alienate of them exactly and it's the same with the royal oak with the royal oak you know yeah, maybe yeah. With, with salt for it don't it's not the same sort of pressure because no, it's not somewhere you stop for a drink yeah um, exactly because you want it to become they'll they'll come once a once a week or whatever food but they're also coming for drinks yeah exactly. it's a different different business model to here completely yeah 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 so those top five the bell oh, and welford four back lane tavern in woodstock three Yuki Kazu, Japanese restaurant in Stratford, Corte Companion in Stratford, and then Roy Lake at Watcut. 
Nice. Five five places to go. Nice, nice list. Yeah, pretty pretty nice tough at that. Yeah. Uh, for you next week, I um I really wanted to just re- I'll do it another time because we don't want to do it too. I wanted to do the same for you. Oh, okay. Next week, but I think we'll do that further down the yeah. line, so it's not too similar. That's good but idea. then one I thought we'd turn on its head because I asked you for something similar to this a few months ago. Is Back then we did top five most overrated ingredients where you had your food colourings, your gold leaves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had about fucking 20. Yeah, yeah you had loads. <laughs> I want to do the opposite. I want to do the five most underrated. Underrated, okay. So ingredients that you, you think should be on menus more or yeah. get used but not talked about enough. Ah, you know, okay. it's those, those ingredients that you just think they need to be... Herald, heralded higher than they are there's perceived. a lot of legs in that I yeah think. yeah definitely yeah. Oh, definitely yeah and i guess well, you, i don't know what you, whether it makes the list different if you're coming at it from a restaurateur point of view or a personal point of view i don't know but maybe it's a mixture of both yeah, probably it's up to you it's both, your list. yeah probably yeah. coming out with both i think cool. but yeah definitely what what i enjoy and love and pink yeah. people don't shout about enough or yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay, cool. we'll do that next week. All right. I think that's about it. Thanks so much for all of your correspondence. As I said earlier, we read all of your messages and reviews. We really appreciate them. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave your ratings and reviews, questions there. We'll read them out next week. Wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks for joining us. And we'll see yes. you then. See you later. so much for downloading the nightcap podcast we appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod and now you can become a proud member of the nightcap podcast tribe along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests we've created some bespoke nightcap podcast clothing which you can get online now we've teamed up with our friends at t-mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes colors and fits for both men and women yeah we chose t-mill for several reasons they make these clothes with 100 percent natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment they use the sun and wind to power the production of these products plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here yeah it's as simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now